Hi, my name is Jessica Cook and welcome to my podcast. My mission is to empower women over 40 to transform their lives through fitness. I've made this podcast so I can share with you my tips, tools and strategies I use in myself and my clients to get you feeling fit and healthy, feeling great in your clothes, with so much energy and positivity back in your life, no matter what your age. Head over to jessicacook.ie and you'll find lots of free stuff to get you started on your journey. Hello and welcome to my latest podcast episode, 23 Easy Ways to Be a Much Healthier Woman in a really non-bullshitty way. What's bullshitty? Calorie counting, weighing yourself, weighing your food, counting your macros, counting your steps, dieting, restricting, cutting out food groups, having protein shakes, having food supplements, meal supplements, all the bullshit. We are not on this planet. Are you on this earth to be a certain weight? Is that your sole goal in life? That's what we're being programmed to do. Has to be all about the weight, what we weigh on the weighing scales. We're never good enough. No, no, no. I want you to go out there and live your best life and you can live your best life while having some action steps going on and then you're able to not have to think about it because you're trusting your action steps and you're trusting the process. So I've written down 23, my favorite 23 ways to be healthy little bit of a background. I didn't used to be healthy. I smoked 20 cigarettes every single day, more. I drank alcohol at one period of my life every single night of the week. Ooh, how disgusting is that? I actually feel like cringing when I look back. No, I don't feel like cringing actually. I feel sad for that person um, because I was so lost and I feel like I didn't have the tools at the time. I thought getting fit and healthy was about going from smoking cigarettes to counting calories, to drinking alcohol, to going on the weighing scales. I thought health was the weighing scales. I thought health was counting calories, looking at the backs of packets of food. I didn't know. Why did I not know? Because I only just believed what had been told to me and believed what I had seen in magazines and newspapers and the TV. If I had known back then what I know now, Wow, I wouldn't have gotten into the position I got into, which I had a complete nervous breakdown. Complete breakdown. I had to relearn everything again. Um, It was a really horrible time, compounded with stress, anxiety, worry, fear. I was always an extremely fearful person. Always fearful, always cranky in the mornings, always stressed out. Really, I handled setbacks and challenges so badly. I was that type of person that was in great form of everything where things were going, if things were going well. But throw in a little bit of uncertainty, a lack of a guarantee, and oh my God, that would just be me so stressed out. I was unhealthy, my weight would fluctuate. Um, when I stopped drinking every night of the week and kept it to weekends, I would drink to get drunk. Um, comfort eating has been a big part of my life. Um, but I can happily say I have kicked all my unhealthy habits Um in the best way possible. I'm free. I've set myself free and I'm so happy about that. And challenges and setbacks are never going to go away, but I'm okay with that now and I'm a much, much happier person. A much happier person. Um, So let's get stuck in. 
23 easy ways to be a much healthier woman. Let's start off with the exercise. Um, You guys know, especially my clients who are listening in, resistance training, cardio and core work. And you can do that all rolled into one for 30 minutes, three times per week. You can do more. I mean, I do five times per week because I, I do them for my clients five times a week, 30 minutes. But you can do between three and five. Three is loads. You're building lean muscle on your body, which decreases as you get older. You're boosting your metabolism, which decreases as you get older. If you don't do anything about it, um, you're build, burning fat at rest, more fat at rest. You are getting strong muscles, strong bones, you're taking care of your heart, you're taking care of your lungs, your skin, nail, hair improves. Like (laughs) the temporary pain of turning up to a workout by far outweighs, by far outweighs the long-term pain of sluggishness and tiredness and weight gain and feeling like shit in your clothes from not exercising. I mean, give me any day that 10 minutes of pain before a session where you're thinking, I'm too cold, I'm not in the mood, what if I just didn't turn up? Versus, I feel like shit, my clothes are tight, my skin is breaking out, I feel awful, I can hardly climb up the stairs, everything is squishy, I mean, no thanks. You think about it 24-7 about how shit you feel? Or you fucking think about it 10 minutes before your session and you get on with it. That is never going to change. You just get up and you get on with it. Stop waiting for motivation. Get stuck into your workouts. Stop thinking about it outside the times you have to work out and just get it done. If you hate working out or you really struggle with the pre-workout feelings, the only time to work out then for you is the morning time. If you're the type of person that thinks about your workout too much and you're still working out in the evenings because you're giving yourself all day long to psych yourself up, you are putting yourself off workouts. If you're that type of person, just suck it up and get up earlier and get it done so your whole day is free. Okay, so you want to be doing strength training with a mix of low impact cardio three times per week. You want to be getting in a couple of walks. The reason for that is you want them for your mental health, for your for your uh, stretching as well and your mobility and your flexibility um, while you're doing your workouts. So if you're doing low impact interval training, strength training, you want to be doing a couple of walks to stretch out the muscles. Um, you want to do some stretching as well, some form of stretching to make sure that your muscles get back long. I mean, in workouts, they just get tightened and shortened. And in work and in walking and stretching, they go nice and long again. I meant to say stretching. So make sure you do some stretching. The easiest way to incorporate stretching is just straight after your session. Hold each stretch, minimum of 30 seconds. Bang, there you go. Onto the food. Ways to be a much healthier woman. Eat three meals. Have breakfast, have a lunch and have dinner. Have two small snacks. In those small snacks, you don't need that much. You have a piece of fruit or you have some protein. We all, I'm sure, spend far too much of our lives overeating. And you really do need less than you think. <laughs> My, um, I had a coach one time, a mentor, um, when I was growing the gym. And he said that one time. He said, you, you know, you need less than you think. People just need to know they need less than they think. And it's only now that that really kind of strikes me. I think it's because I've finally stopped comfort eating. Um, that, God, if you if you had that approach, that really simple approach to your food, that you need less than you think, you would probably, if you were overeating, start losing weight. Because there's funny things going on with us in foods. Being scared of being hungry. Eating too much, thinking we need that stuff. Like having a bowl of porridge with eggs or having like 
toast with a cereal like having kind of two double breakfasts but thinking that it's going to keep us going for longer whereas overeating doesn't keep you going for longer it just the rest of it that you don't use at that time gets stored as fat I I know I'm simplifying that a lot but really you eat food if you overeat at the time of sitting your body does not know to store that for later and to burn it off as energy for later it uses what it needs straight away and the rest gets stored as fat and that's why we gain weight where so many of us me included in the past think well I'll have this I'll have this because I know I don't know what time lunch will be but you know you're always going to get your lunch in and we tend to overeat an easy way to lose weight if you're overeating is to eat less food it's not to do slimming world or well, I didn't mean to mention anybody by name. It's not to do uh, a calorie counting or a, or a weight loss industry uh, counting thing. It's not to be going crazy on tracking your food. It's simply just to eat a bit less. Um, if you're eating healthy in particular, like if you're having a good breakfast, lunch and dinner and you're overweight, eat less. If you're snacking too much, snack less. It, it really is that simple. But I am not saying it is simple to do. I am somebody who has fluctuated with my weight for most of my life and I comfort ate like a crazy person up until recently. So I'm not saying that it's easy, but it is simple, but it's not easy to implement because emotions come in, right? (laughs) How you were brought up, uh, negative feelings you have towards yourself, um, how, how unable you are to process some emotions Um, comfort eating is huge you you can eat because you're sad lonely depressed anxious worried Um, so many reasons why we comfort eat it's not that it's not just here's a diet plan eat less food I get that Um, next thing so have protein at every meal specifically if you are a woman over 40 you want to be eating protein at most meals so important for so many reasons um it repairs your muscles it keeps you fuller for longer have you ever noticed if you've had like toast or cereal you're absolutely starving um a couple of hours later whereas think of protein as the grounding element to your your meal it's the it's the part of your meal that genuinely keeps you feeling fuller for longer so if you were to have some brown bread and you were to add some chicken or fish or um, hummus to that for example you're going to feel much fuller for longer Um, having protein at snack time I love because it's great for not feeling bloated it keeps you fuller for longer it repairs your muscles and you're not having a big carby snack just before your dinner so you're just having like a little bit of protein um and it's it for me anyway and i'm just speaking from my experience and what works well with my clients it helps you stay on track um if you've weight to lose it helps you lose weight and it keeps you feeling good in your clothes avoid eating after dinner is such a big one if you can crack this you're going to be good for the rest of your life you're not going to be yo-yoing you're not going to be dieting again you are going to win at feeling good in your clothes if you're a size 14 or 16 or 12 or 10 whatever um the only time you can expect to fluctuate with your weight in my opinion if you do all the stuff i'm telling you about is when you head off on holidays and you might overeat on holidays because you're on holidays but generally speaking whatever dress size you are like jean size you are if you're a size 12 or 16 or 14 whatever 
you're pretty much guaranteed to stay that size and not be going up and down on on jean sizes if you cut out eating after dinner during the week if you have your three meals if you have protein in those meals if you have two small snacks um limit refined sugar refined sugar is awful i always say to you guys that like i worked out i drank water i walked i had my meals but then because i went through such a period of stress 2015 i would sit on the couch at night and eat like biscuits and yeah mostly biscuits actually and i gained weight i just gained weight steadily 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 my face got bloated i looked so unhealthy i was working in the gym um, but I was so unhealthy I was so unhealthy from that part of the daytime I was still exercising still walking refined sugar if you are wanting to look healthy be in shape and fit good in your clothes refined sugar has to go it just has to go you know what I love that really helps me Um, I love having a hot chocolate at night time for me it's wonderful it's a little hit of warmth a little hit of chocolate with milk it's gorgeous. It just helps. It soothes me. It makes me feel good. I don't feel the urge to eat crap. I absolutely love, love, love it. So try and find something that you love in the nighttime that isn't food, that comforts you and soothes you and makes you feel really relaxed. It might be a cup of tea, a cup of peppermint tea, mint tea, a hot chocolate, um, a lovely cup of boiling water. Don't knock it till you try it. I love hot water. I like to boil the, the water in the kettle, pour it in fully boiled into a cup, let it go a little bit cooler until it's drinking temperature. And I just love it. And it tastes different. You can't just pour cold water into it you have to let it cool it's absolutely lovely and it's so relaxing keep alcohol to the weekends um yeah alcohol during the week god there's not even any point trying to get up and do a workout even after one glass why even bother having a glass of wine like what is the point in drinking alcohol during the week if you want to drink at weekends great but alcohol during the week is so pointless it takes you away from every single thing you want to achieve I feel so passionate about this alcohol is a dead duck it is the killer of all ambition the killer of all dreams get rid of it during the week you don't need it every time you have a sip of alcohol during the week now I want you to think I am changing my state I'm changing my mental state I'm putting chemicals in my body that make me think and act differently even after one sip. Now, why are you doing that? Why are you escaping reality? Oh, look, (laughs) I drank for years and I'm literally at a point now, I, I don't drink anymore, but I'm literally at a point now where I literally can't understand why I drank. I don't understand it anymore. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a funny one, but I'll move on. Um, have a starchy carb-free meal once per day. I find this helpful if you are overeating and you're just going, oh, I just love pasta, rice and potatoes and bread far too much. So just say to yourself, well, do you know what? For one week, I'm going to have one meal in the day, whether it's breakfast, lunch or dinner, and there's going to be no starchy carbs in it. There's going to be no pasta, no rice, no bread, no potatoes. And that to you might mean having a big salad at lunch, having some eggs at breakfast, Um, but just keeping the starchy carbs out of it and you'll be amazed at the difference without a huge change to your um, dietary plan like your food plan you won't notice it so much you can still have a truckload of veg with your dinner 
um, and maybe a small potato, but just try and have one evening per week or one day, ah, one meal per week, ah, one meal per day where you don't have starchy carbs in it. Um, another tip, keep Sunday alcohol and refined sugar free. Like You want to set yourself up for a great week. And I'm not saying don't relax on a Sunday, be crazy thinking of the week ahead. Um, but why is it that we are all associating healthy versus unhealthy? And healthy is like, unhealthy is the cool thing to do. Whereas healthy is the cool thing to do. I love treats. I love ice cream. I love desserts and cakes and sweets. But I know that I need to have them in moderation. And I know that if I have them on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to be fat. Now that just is a fact for me. Jessica, you will be fat if you just eat sugar when you want. I'm going to be fat. Do I want to be fat? No, I've been fat before and it sucks. It's all I thought about all the time. Sitting in a car, purposely trying to catch my reflection on windows to reassure myself I wasn't that bad. Like, no thanks. I couldn't be arsed with the stress. Like, hats off to anybody that can walk around overweight and not 24-7 think of it. I couldn't. It just stressed me out. I felt like shit. I'd look in the mirror and all I would see is just a puffy face. I'd feel so self-conscious, so underconfident. I'd lack low like, self-esteem. Like, who wants that? I, I associate sugar and overeating now with feeling awful about myself. I don't understand how you can walk around feeling that bad about yourself. And I'm only saying that to you now because I know how it feels. You're feeling so bad about yourself. Like, you're feeling really bad. When you don't feel comfortable in your clothes, when you're sluggish, when, you're, when your stomach is spilling out over your jeans and you're, you're noticing it, you're, 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 you're feeling it and it's just so horrible. When, you, when you're trying on clothes, when you're trying on old clothes, new clothes, when you're looking in the mirror, when you're putting your makeup on in the morning, it's just there the whole time. There's no escape from it. Just remember every time you eat shit on a Sunday, you're gaining weight. Just remember that you're not taking care of yourself. Associate it with negative shit and get out of the mindset of going, oh, I'm just going to have this lovely thing. It's Sunday. Fuck it. I'll start again on Monday. What are you starting again on? Being healthy. Be healthy. Take care of yourself. Sugar is okay in small amounts, but past the small amounts and it makes you fat. So you're always choosing. Eat more, get fat, eat less, lose weight. Next up is to journal. Um, to journal five days a week, your action steps for the day. And if that's all you were to do, you would be doing mighty stuff. You see, there's so much negative stuff out there that brings your mindset down. The news, people you speak to, negative, complaining, giving out, it drags you down. It factually does. There's nothing you can do about that. That's a fact. You do get dragged down. Journaling is a way of bringing you back up, along with if you're doing workouts and my clients with me doing Thrive Time, that brings you back up. You need to be, it's called priming yourself. Um, and if you don't do it, you get sucked into this crappy negative stuff that a lot of people have. And if you journal, if you were to journal your action steps, for example, every morning, you're setting your intentions for the day and you're refusing to allow yourself be derailed by 
hearing something on the news, by distractions. Journaling is extremely powerful. I absolutely love it. You start off writing your action steps, what you're going to get done in the day. It helps you stick to plan. If you're not so great at sticking to plan, when you look back over it the next day, when you're writing your new action steps, you can see that you've written five action steps and you haven't even done one. So if you keep going on like that and keep journaling and keep seeing that you're not getting anything done, it's going to show you that you don't say what you're going to do. You don't do what you're going to say. And you know that that's a problem to solve rather than thinking, oh, well, I never get done anything, get anything done. Well, why are you writing stuff down? every single day and why are you not getting it done are you procrastinating are you um trying to ignore it are you pretending are you are you like we can all be really busy but we can also all prioritize and if you really want something to work you'll find a way and journaling helps take the bullshit out of it for you journal journaling shows you that you're taking the piss sometimes Oh, you said you were doing this, this, you're not doing it. What's the problem? I, I don't really want to. Yeah, well, then why'd you keep writing it down? Because I want to. What? <laughs> um, next up is silence, meditation, gratitude. We do this in Thrive Time. You guys do this with me. Those of you that are my clients, we do this after every single workout. Um, I find it's really difficult to do outside of the workouts. I think journaling and, or silence and meditation and gratitude is something that needs to be tacked on to something else if you're very very busy and if you're already in your workout gear you've just gotten a good sweat on you can spare five minutes at the end of your workout it's a really good idea because you'll have all these boxes ticked workout stretching meditation gratitude silence and uh, it'll just really prime you and help you deal with setbacks with challenges and it'll help you grow as a person it'll help you improve your self-belief you would never believe this, but since I started um, all my online stuff, I, I don't own a gym anymore. I just teach everybody online um, and we have a great, amazing tribe. And since I started the online group, which was in when COVID hit, I have been doing affirmations every single weekday because I do them with my clients. And because of those affirmations, I've completely transformed my self-belief. Like I can't get over it. Like I used to always read about affirmations, but I used to go, yeah, 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 I know that, I know that, yeah, say something a few times every day, yeah, 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 it sinks in, you know that kind of thing, where you know, you know, but you don't know, no, well, um, that's actually called circular behavior, by the way, like knowing things, being enough with knowing, being, it being enough knowing, uh, that, 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 that's, that's me with a lot of stuff, um, but I spotted it with this, that, oh yeah, I know, I know, I know, I'm doing the Thrive Time over the past two years has helped me grow enormously with my self-belief. I'm just so much certain in myself and I'm so much certain in my potential and capabilities. And um, it doesn't matter if I'm trolled or if I'm somebody says something nasty to me online. I'm okay. I'm okay. I've got self-belief. I know who I am and I know the story with myself. I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. I know my flaws. I know my strong points. I know my bad angles. I know my good angles. So it's okay. It's okay. I have belief in myself and I credit that completely to the six affirmations we say. The one affirmation we say six times, five days a week. Um, so I couldn't recommend it enough and, and it's worked. It's worked on me um, and I know it works on my clients. Uh, drinking water, two liters of water every day. Skin, nails, hair. It stops uh, you being lethargic and sluggish um, and it really can help with your mood. 
Um, so keep up the good work with the water. Honestly, some people, I, I, I read this research that um, a lack of water consistently over time can really have a negative impact on your actual mood and you don't know what's wrong with you. And actually all that's wrong with you is that you're dehydrated. Um, morning routine and a bedtime routine, also critical. And take that from somebody who used to just hit the snooze button and just go to bed when I wanted to after eating five packets of crisps. Um, having a really good morning routine, being ahead of yourself 10 minutes early is so, so important. Having a good bedtime routine where you're in bed with your phone on airplane mode is so important. I mean, you're really holding yourself back. Like you're exercising, you're eating healthy, and then what you, you stay in bed looking at your phone, social media and your phone is as bad as comfort eating and drinking too much. We've got to sort our bedtime routines back and reclaim our bedtime routines. My bedtime routine, what works for me, bed by 10.30, sometimes 11, latest, absolute latest. Uh, phone goes in airplane mode. I get into bed after brushing my teeth. I read a book for five to 10 minutes. I try to stay off the personal development books. Like I, I try not to read um, Tony Robbins or Brené Brown. I try to read like Marion Keys or something relaxing, page turny, five to 10 minutes, bang, I go to bed. No pressure, I rest. If I don't have a good night's sleep, doesn't fucking matter. You get up and you spend the day as normal. Taking social media breaks. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about social media breaks because I find it very controlling. I prefer to have a rule, the phone goes off on airplane mode at bedtime and I try not to check my phone first thing in the morning. Now, if I'm checking my phone too much in the day, that's a problem. But I don't think I'd be able to put a rule like you can't check it between one and three. That would just drive me insane. But I think if you're okay during the day, make sure your bedtime in your morning is good. And I think if you're not okay during the day, you need to really figure out why you're not okay with the day and solve that problem. Don't just say, well, I'll go on my phone less. That's the same as having a food issue and saying a diet plan will fix it. Well, why do you eat more food than you need to? Why do you go on the phone more and solve that why and you'll help the actual other issue? Um, and my last one is to make time for self-care. So just go for coffee by yourself. Go for a little walk. Have a coffee in the back garden with your journal. Um, sit with yourself. Watch something chewing gummy just for you on the TV, on your headphones, with your laptop, on Netflix or something like that. But take care of yourself and know that this is life now. And when you live life in the future, you don't have a life. You're constantly living life in the future and you're saying to yourself, I know, I'll, I'll be happy when, I'll be okay when, I won't stress out when, fuck when. Live your life now, be happy now. Whether you're overweight, unfit, whatever's going on, you be happy now. Everything's all right right now. Stay out of the future. Set goals, have action steps, but life is happening for you now. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. Please get in touch if you did. All my love and bye. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and you must let me know by getting in touch. Don't forget you can head on over to jessicacook.ie where you'll find lots of free stuff to get you started on your journey.